welcome to What Do You Think? I'm Al. I'm C. And we're joined again by our good friend, Jay. Hey, it's hey. me again. Welcome to my podcast. No, we've been over this. You uh-huh. only get a claim on every third episode. See? see? No, no, see? no, 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 no. What the no, judge no, no. said. See? What the see? judge said. No, no. Dear listener, check this. Our group chat is called is is named after the podcast idea that I created. So, you know, it's just yeah. There's oh, a written history okay. here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. Listen, I, uh-huh. we're we're in the midst of a hostile takeover, so Well, first Pretty of all, Pretty much. Look, I'm taking this into Kangaroo Elon Court. Musk and you are Twitter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesus. Well, on that lovely note, speaking of Elon Musk, <laughs> Speaking of, of, uh, I did not know how to tie in Elon Musk with uh, with the movie we're about to review. <laughs> I don't know. And, and, and you know, I I, w- I I feel like this would be a movie he'd go and see. Oh, I'm absolutely. Not, I'm just not sure. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you could kind of argue that the main villain in this is Elon Musk. Actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, actually yeah. Oh my super god. Super rich, super weird. You know. Oh my yeah. god! You're totally obviously a villain. Sick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. That's, right, that's so a good one. Here that's... I go. Here I go. Being the best on my podcast again. Just saying. Oh. The movie in question. Uh-huh. The movie in question is the long anticipated and finally released uh, Dragon Ball Super colon superhero. The way you just said colon. Okay. Okay. Fine. Yes. Yeah, Dragon that was, Ball Z. That was, that was rough. But I understand what you're saying. I, we understand. Okay, okay. Dragon Ball Super Superhero. It just it sounds weird saying it like that. Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Well, yeah, because because for like I don't know, like the first time ever they put two of the same words in succession, but it's a subtitle as well. Uh, but it's yeah. weird. Like 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 there's obvious. There's probably a movie where it's like bye bye or or something, and they have two words in a succession, but it's all in one part. But this yeah. is Dragon Ball Super superhero yeah it's this, weird oh it, it, it it's very very weird well the this movie is definitely very weird but what was what was also weird i think just something it, we often when when we go see these movies sometimes we are just blessed with an amazing uh, pre film experience in the theater oh my and gosh yeah. i think i think it's worth at least t- talking about a little bit um, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Let's 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 though just kind of introduce yeah. what what Dragon Ball Super oh, Superhero sure. is. Yeah, yeah. So um, this is the twenty first fe- feature film from the Dragon Ball franchise. Oh my god! And, and listen, listen. I, I I know many in our <gasps> all <audience>. bangers, <laughs> almost as many as Fast and Furious. Oh my god! <laughs> listen, I know most of our listeners probably aren't super weebs, but you've heard of Dragon Ball. Yeah, everyone's heard of Dragon Ball. My mother's heard of Dragon Ball. Jay's dad has heard of Dragon Ball. Oh, oh yeah. If you've ever met a middle school kid, you've heard of Dragon Ball. Exactly. Yeah. If so, you've ever heard of, if you know, if you've had a middle school kid, or if you were a middle middle school kid, you know what this is. Yeah. So we all know what Dragon Ball is: the adventures of the Saiyan heroes led by Goku. With always second best Vegeta, Prince of All Saiyans, and uh, other characters that, depending on what what part of the story or what part of the narrative is going on, become like the supporting cast, the 
tertiary cast are totally ignored or sometimes is, the villains yeah yeah well they mo- a lot of them start off as the villains like famously mm. piccolo was a villain well tian chin young was a villain vegeta was a villain it seems like boo. majin boo majin boo was a villain that's true he was a big one too yeah he and, was and uh android 18 and Android 18 was also a villain. That's right. And eventually they all become heroes. The only ones who never who never seem to join forces with our with our heroes is, is always Frieza and Cell. But even that can be debated. But anyway, so you everybody knows what Dragon Ball is, who they who the heroes are, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So there's been uh, three or four anime series about in the franchise, the original Dragon Ball. The, the most famous series, Dragon Ball Z, the uh, now uncanon Dragon Ball GT, which was a sequel to Dragon Ball Z, and the now, the now super-duper canon sequel to Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super. And Dragon Ball Super Superhero is the second film to take place within the same timeline as the, as the Dragon Ball Super uh, series, right? And he, here's, here's the interesting thing. Uh... All the, so up until Dragon Ball Battle of the Gods, which came out some years back, the Dragon Ball, the Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z movies have never ever been canon. They have. All right, they, and I got to stop you here because I knew you were going to bring this up. Uh huh. So I did some digging, and I and I did some looking. Uh, first, this is the third in the Dragon Ball Super series because you got to count Broly. Um, I, I am counting Broly. Well, there's also Battle of the Gods. There's Battle of the Gods, Broly, and then Super Hero. Right? There's there's also Resurrection F with Frieza. So there's four. Uh, so it's four. Yeah, we're both wrong. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, what, yeah. so what they did, like, you're, you're about to say these are canon, but they technically aren't. What they did was they took most of uh, Battle of the Gods and Resurrection F and they actually put it into the show. Yes. And then added more and changed a few things. So it's in the show and then the movies are are there as well, but the movies and the show have a lot of differences. Yes, that that was actually something I was going to bring up and Gotcha. Go ahead. I I was actually going to talk about that element later on in the review, but yeah, you're right, you're totally right. Uh so these films are only canon in a very broad stroke sense, right? That in in the sense of like, like the the series will acknowledge that the heroes face these villains, but the circumstances may change. Um, but that basically means that in some instances, if you watch the movies, you can skip the the Dragon Ball Super arc that would encompass that same time frame as the movies. Um, basically, it's just like a shortcut to be like, okay, I'm I'm more caught up. Now, uh, uh, oh, okay, I see where I was wrong. This is the second movie to have the word super in it. Uh, Resurrection F and Battle of the Gods did not have super in it. So that's, okay, I needed to reread that. All right, but, uh, like, uh, God, I, I lost my train of thought. Oh, right. Um, but the, the interesting thing about this movie is that it is the first film since Bio Broly where Goku is not the central protagonist. This, uh, and this isn't a spoiler, it's literally been in its marketing material. This is a movie where 
Piccolo and Gohan are the leads, which... Uh, and I actually really appreciated the way the movie handled this, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. Now, now um, uh, Jay, as always, because you're our guest, you always go first. Um, and this is such a no-brainer question to open up discussion on, on Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball in general, did you grow up with it? Did you like it? The floor is yours. Uh, yeah, so I I found Dragon Ball the way I think most people our age found Dragon Ball when it was on Toonami uh, back in like the early 2000s, like right after school. Um, so I watched that. I got in uh, right when they were playing the Vegeta saga, the Saiyan saga, and I watched all the way through cell and then i was like kind of sporadic with boo um uh, but i mean i was i was a huge fan as a as you know a preteen young teen you know um i had i had dragon ball z shirts and and stuff like that and and it was for a while it was like my go-to show um growing up um when I went to my first college, uh, like ten years ago, I found this website. Um, just this kind of like, mm, kind of sketchy, but kind of legit website. It had all of Dragon Ball, all of Dragon Ball Z, and all of Dragon Ball GT. But what they also did was they cut out a lot of the excess uh, crap that you get in a lot of these episodes. So. Instead of like having four episodes of one guy powering up, they just cut out half that power up and and condensed it and, and it kept the story going. So I I got through that. I that's how I finished the Majin Buu series, and then I started watching a lot of GT, which is now not canon, but there's a lot of great stuff in there. Um, and then you know just just when Super came out, I kept up with it, but. Um, yeah, that's so. I I grew up with it. I loved it. Um, I could probably talk more about Dragon Ball than a person my age should, but you know that's just <laughs> what it is. Yeah. We're all nerds here. Okay, see the floor is yours. So I think Jay is a hundred percent right. Most people's initial relationship with Dragon Ball. Uh, any of the series is through Toonami, which let me just let's just credit for a moment how much of an amazing uh, block chunk of Cartoon Network that was. Obviously, I, I'm a cart- I loved Cartoon Network as a kid. I, it was always my go-to. It's, it was, I liked it way more than Nickelodeon for many years. Disney Channel was more my sister's thing. wasn't really for me. But I loved Cartoon Network. And Toonami was always this place where I could watch just the I could get a taste of cartoons that weren't in, that weren't Western, basically, in any sense. Um, and Dragon Ball, obviously, was the most famous one. Now, I was always more sporadic about it, except for a few moments. Um, mainly the Majin Buu era. I was actually following it pretty heavily for a while. Um and I watched some of the movies as well. Uh, the one movie I remember playing a lot at one point on Toonami was about Cooler or Mecha Cooler. I could be saying his name wrong. 
but I remember him a lot. Um, the one thing I remember, though, is that the show had this great element of comedy to it. However, the movies always took themselves really seriously. And I always remember, even very young, like kind of realizing that, that even though they were still all meant for kids or teenagers, the movies just seemed to really take themselves seriously for some reason. Um, I never owned any of the merchandise, uh, but I do know that to some extent, my imagination was fueled in some way by one of the ways my imagination was fueled with my nerdy friends was through Dragon Ball. There were a number of other things there too, but Dragon Ball was definitely a piece of the puzzle. Um, yeah, it was without a doubt an iconic series that I was, I'd say up until just throughout middle school, uh, always in the loop on in some way. So Dragon Ball Z was not my first anime. Uh, it was actually this obscure anime from the same company that does uh, Gundam called uh, Ronin Warriors. Uh, but it was my second anime. Like, literally, days later, I saw my first episode of Dragon Ball Z. Okay, just for the record, technically my first anime was Pokemon. Technically, <laughs> for, the, for the record. Um, I, I can quite easily say that, like, as a, as a nine-year-old, seeing... Uh, because uh, I, I I came in, like, during that part of the Frieza saga where Goku was, like, still in space. Uh, Vegeta, Vegeta realized that Gohan had one of the Dragon Balls on Namek. And Frieza was getting... Frieza was already like, I need somebody to kill Vegeta. That, that I, I don't remember... I remember that's where it was. And imagine I was so invested in that, right? I was so invested in that. And, you know, then uh, the Frieza saga ends and I see Super Saiyan Goku. Spoiler, there's a form Goku does called Super Saiyan, but I think we all knew that, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this that's is... pretty. That's, that's out there. <laughs> I, don't, if, I, don't, if, I don't think up until the movie we talked to, spoilers really matter. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. If you don't um, know, then you weren't. you were never really paid attention anyways. Ex- exactly. Um, and that just blew my mind. And... Uh, the cell saga i was like okay the cell saga when vegeta reveals that he's gone super saiyan i i i I ran around the house screaming yes like like going crazy but um so anyway uh this series means a lot to me uh i kept up with it all through the majin buu saga i kept up with it through uh gt i any any time like the movies because in that time the movies would be released on dvd they wouldn't be released in theaters but you would get them on dvd and i would my, my mother would never buy them but i would know people who would get them and then they would like let me borrow it and that was always great so um, you didn't you didn't watch it through tsunami then you no i did then? i did i just always did it behind my mother's back Oh, good, uh, good. And uh, Dragon Ball Dragon Ball Z was also the way I met my three best friends. Uh, they go by D, D, and Z. Uh, <laughs> we literally, the, the, the four of us literally bonded over Dragon Ball Z and just anime in general. And I, they're still my closest, bestest friends to this day because of this series. Um, 
I, I, I'll admit, you guys probably won't label yourselves as this. I totally admit, I'm a weeb. And I'm a weeb because of Dragon Ball Z and Gundam. I'm not. Uh, I, let me be clear. <laughs> C is not a weeb. I, I, you are. I am not. A little oh, bit. Look, okay, look. Hold look, on. Look, in that, in that theater, there was a pretty diverse group of people in that theater. Now, they were all connected by the same thing, and everyone had their own like level of weebness, but mm. it was pretty diverse, and I was pretty impressed. Yeah, no, I remember like you were you were making a joke about like man, the ratio between men and women is going to be so lopsided, and I told you, Jay, I was like, no, women like DVZ, women like uh, Dragon Ball. It, it was it was about it was about eighty twenty. No, 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 I would say it was closer to seventy five twenty five. Let's just say 70, okay, that's still lopsided. Okay, let's say seventy thirty. I don't. Yeah, look, but so there, there, but, there were there. Listen, there weren't like twenty women there. I'm, no, there were a sizable amount. Yeah, yeah. We're not but I also that. I also told C when we got there I was like, yeah, this is the kind of crowd I was expecting. No, yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so yeah, this series means a lot to me. I, I've I've watched all the movies, and like C has alluded to, some are not great. Uh, but some are genuinely really good. And I would argue uh, something like uh, Dragon Ball Super Broly is literally a masterpiece in just the deranged animation that that the best episodes of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball GT were known for. Um, did, did you guys ever watch uh, Dragon Ball Super Broly? Um, I did. I, I wasn't a fan. Well... Agree to disagree, but in any uh, I'll get into it. I'll get into it more later. Okay, Jay, cool. didn't you and I watch like the pilot or a few, a couple of episodes together one time? Was that with Goku Black? Is that what that one was? That wasn't the pilot. That was that was uh, like the third or fourth. That's what I've. That's what I've been watching since we saw the movie. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. that's that's yeah. like the third or fourth arc of Dragon Ball Super. It's a really gotcha. good one too. Mm-hmm. Personally, all right. So how's about? Uh, we talk about this movie, uh, superhero, and then we well first let's watch the trailer and then let's give our let's give our thoughts. Let's do it. Don't let it go to your head. Who are you? And what do you want? An old-fashioned superhero, fulfilling orders in the name of justice. Piccolo! That was an underwhelming performance. I was expecting a lot more out of you. The return of the Red Ribbon Army is near! (laughs) This world needs a hero. I just picked up some new intel on who the villains are. Gohan. Do or die time. So draw out all of your strength. Okay then, guess it's my turn. Oh, holy crap! Dragon Ball Super, superhero. Did they really start that trailer off with Goku? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's like every, every... Dragon Ball movie trailer always starts with Goku. I mean, he is the face of the franchise, even though, like, like true. I alluded to earlier, the true leads of this film are Piccolo and Gohan. But you know, 
So I feel it's important to say, and I'm not, we won't go into this too much, but a couple of things. One, whenever we review a podcast or we review a podcast, we record a podcast, the movie we're talking about, we, for the most part, with only maybe one exception or maybe one or two exceptions, we see the movie in theaters. Well, guess what? We saw this movie in theaters, but oh no, we didn't just go to a theater to see this. We went to the biggest IMAX in our state to see this. So I feel it's very important to state that because this IMAX isn't like just a hop, skip, and a jump away. It's like a, it's a solid drive. I, and like, I'm the furthest away from it, so it was, a, it was a long drive for me. No, it was rough for you, but Jay and I, because Jay and I drove and you drove separately, and we're all driving there, and like Jay realizes, he was like, forgot how far away this theater was because we've been there a couple of other times but it just i think it's important to state that we really we went the extra distance for this yeah, thing this is normally the theater we go to just to see nolan movies in imax to for first for a good idea the last thing we saw in here was dune part one to give you an idea <laughs> yeah but anyway uh jay again you're our guest so uh-huh. uh your thoughts on Dragon Ball Super, superhero. I had a lot of fun. So so for, for our audience members, our, our listeners, uh, I, I was the one who recommended we see this in IMAX. And admittedly, I meant that as a joke. <laughs> but then we got tickets. And I was like, all right, we're doing this. All right, awesome. <laughs> we took and it completely it- seriously. Honestly, it paid off to see it in IMAX. Um, I I am a little disappointed that we didn't get a lot of Goku and Vegeta, but at the same time, I am very happy that we got time with the other characters that we got. Um, for, right off the bat, would you make Piccolo funny? You're doing a good job. <laughs> like, right, right, like, yeah. They made, they, they gave piccolo a lot to do and they made him really funny and put him in a lot of funny situations and it was just it was gold um i also like that we had our our villains here are pretty grounded to earth so it's not like you know another universe has a super uh strong warrior that we have to fight it's it's you know, an old enemy in in the Red Ribbon Army from like back in the Dragon Ball days, and and we get to see their perception of the Z Warriors. Like they think it's an alien invasion. They think that's why they're all super powerful. Um, and some of them are aliens, and some of them aren't aliens. They, um, you know, the ones who aren't aliens, like Krillin and. Yamcha and Tien and Masaroshi, they they've learned how to harness their energy and control that, and 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 then you got your Saiyans and stuff like that. But um, the whole the whole perception of like the the bad guys think they're the good guys was also great. You know, like there's an obvious goal here, um, and it, and it tracks with you know one of my 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 biggest criticism with Broly and like. A lot of the bad guys in Dragon Ball in general is that they fight and they fight and they push each other and then at the end they become friends and 
you know, that's good some of the time, but then it's a little, it gets a little much. Um, obviously you can't really beat the destroyer guys. So he becomes like a friend slash ally slash acquaintance. And then, uh, Broly becomes a friend and, and I hope they do something more with him as well. Stuff like that. Um, but having what we get here is we get, you know, we get the misconception with these bad guys who think they're heroes. And then we also have an additional group of bad guys that like has to be defeated and everything. And it's great. I really love that. Um, I like that we focused on Gohan and put Gohan kind of through the ringer and stuff. Um, You know, eat, uh, I can't pronounce his name, but the creator, the creator of Dragon Ball, has said that like, you know, uh, he's supposed to be even stronger than his dad Goku, um, but they they kind of just kind of took their foot off the gas on him and made him, you know what? Basically, yeah, pretty much, and 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 you know that's fine. Like that's actually not the worst thing ever for someone who's a fighter to retire. And changed past. That's completely okay, um, but, you know. But what is Gohan? You know, you want, you, you know, the guy who beat Cell. You you want more from him. Um, so I, I like I like the direction they went with him. Uh, unfortunately, they've said that this isn't currently canon, so I don't know what they're going to do moving forward. But I hope we see more of what we saw. Um, but yeah, I genuinely had a good time with this film i i laughed i i got into the action i felt the drama it was all around just a great time all right uh see your thoughts um so this movie was really funny like not just like oh look at this look at the unusual anime we're watching with some odd tropes like no it was actually funny for a good chunk of time um because jay's completely right they decided to go a really interesting direction where they showed the villains perspectives on our heroes but they still made it funny when they showed that one guy with like sort of the afro and the handlebar mustache and they were like we have no idea how all powerful this one is when everyone knows like even i knew that that guy was like not he's like the weakest one like he's not that powerful he's completely human as far as i understand it um so i appreciated that um i truly was fine with the fact that you know we got that this movie favored the side characters more mainly because they at least gave us a scene with the leads and it was a really good one too. Um, like it just, it worked very well because it was just so funny. Uh, I'm being a little vague because you know, this movie came out kind of recently, but, um, trying to think. Oh, I also really, so I was really worried that going to the IMAX to see this just wasn't going to pay off like that. It wasn't going to be worth it. It was just not going to, it wasn't going to be big enough or interesting enough. The fights made it 100% worth it. Even the smaller fights just 
made it completely worth it. Um, I was also, so am I the only one that realized, and I'm sure a lot of other people realized, was this film animated differently? Like, did they like, I, I get yeah, it. So, yeah. So, sorry. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, you know, it, Al referenced it after we saw it. Like it's, it's CGI. But what I, what I noticed, it's, it's animated a lot like the video games are. Um, so, Cause the video games keep the cartoon aspect of it, but it's a video game, obviously. So this this felt more like the video games, but I really liked it. Uh, so see, this had the same animation that they did with Dale in the Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers movie, where gotcha. where he's presented as two D, but he was a totally CGI thing. The shading was just two D, and that's what they did. This is the first uh, film in the franchise to do something like that. Hmm. Um, they they experimented a little bit with it in Broly, and you can really tell the fight scenes where it happens. But this <clears> one, they went all the way with it that's why um i think i think more than anything you really notice it in the camera movements mm-hmm. because because the camera is a wholly digital thing right so they're not there's there's not a physical framing like there is in like 2d animation so so it's so smooth that it feels like a video game cutscene at times but i i personally got over that like five minutes into the movie so oh i did too but there's like Initially, for those first few minutes, you're like, "Wait a minute!" It's like you, it's almost like you got to get used to it for a second because it's mainly when they turn their heads because because you feel like you notice it because you feel like are they bulging in a weird way? Yeah, like especially their muscles because they're so muscular. Like Mm -hmm. that bulging effect is so much more noticeable here than it was in like Rescue Rangers. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, you kind of get over it like five minutes in. Sure, sure, but definitely something. I they also, they also sample a little bit of that style of animation in Dragon Ball Super, but like just like a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but no, I really liked the comedy that was in this. Like, it acknowledged, and I, I know, I know, Dragon Ball Z is very much aware of itself, but in my, in what I've seen, this movie fully acknowledged some of the really, really ridiculous aspects of Dragon Ball. Like, they use the Dragon Balls to summon the dragon to do this one thing, to basically become stronger. And they acknowledge, well, couldn't you just wish to make the villains go away? And But they acknowledge, no, he's not going to do that. He's, he's He has too much pride. But because the dragon apparently will now give them, like, two extra wishes, the... Uh, the woman there, she decides to ask for the most superficial things. And I just love when the dragon itself is like, how superficial. It's like, really? That's amazing. Um, like she, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So both you and Jay have talked about the, the humor in, uh, <laughs> in, in this film. Uh, so have either of you ever read the original comic, like the original manga? I have not. No. Okay. So, um, I, I, I know I'm asking for you guys to like, remember something that you probably haven't watched in so long, but, uh, the original comic book is actually like both the, the, the parts where Goku is still a little kid and the parts where he's an adult, the, the Dragon Ball Z parts, all that, the, the humor is the same throughout. So, so the comic book, even during the Dragon Ball Z era is a lot funnier and at times more lighthearted than the Dragon Ball Z anime ever was. The Dragon Ball Z anime, if you watch that next to the original Dragon Ball anime, you're like, wow, Dragon Ball Z got really serious all of a sudden. Totally different tones, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They they totally different tones because 
the the company toy animation made a very conscious decision that like oh this got a lot more serious in the comic but we're going to take it a step further because we want to attract the older audience and it worked to to its resounding success um and obviously dragon ball gt wasn't based off of anything that akira toriyama wrote so they they went with the edgier and more serious stuff even further in GT. And Toriyama has spoken about how he never really liked that. He never appreciated that the company removed a lot of his humor from his comic. Uh, so when Toei Animation decided, hey hey uh, Toriyama-san, we want to uh, we want to make a we want to make a, a new Dragon Ball series. Uh, we want this to be canon with your comic and we want your input. He basically told them, okay, if we're going to do this, I want my humor, my thumbprint to be all over this. And what you got is Dragon Ball Super is much more lighthearted than uh, Dragon Ball Z ever was. Mm -hmm. And it's much funnier than Dragon Ball Z ever was. And the humor's a little bit more risque, a little bit weirder, a, much sillier. And that philosophy has carried on to the films. So for someone who like came in from like their last Dragon Ball movie was like Dead Zone or or the first Broly film or um um what what what's what was that one that was like really really violent? Uh darn um with the big Namekian, I forgot what it was called, Lord Slug, right? Uh, those are super serious and and really really violent, and this is you know it's intense, but my God, there are some scenes in there where you're just laughing so hard, and I loved it, I really really did. I I I love that the Toriyama humor is in this, and and that they're they're not afraid to go all the way with this, you know with talking about how shallow Bulma is because, you know, she hates that she's getting older and that her husband, Vegeta, doesn't age. Uh, that Piccolo is a bit of a stick of, in the mud. That Gohan has kind of lost his edge since he's became a dad and an academic. Uh, you know, like you mentioned with uh, Shenron going like, you know, this collecting my Dragon Balls used to be super hard and now it's like you guys are making a wish every other episode. <laughs> I I love that that humor is there. I think I think what it does is that it it kind of allows you to be more accepting of the of the stuff that is inherently silly about this franchise, you know, whereas before because it was so serious and taking itself so seriously, you had to you had to kind of ignore that or not talk about like like Oh, well, you know, it seems like they can always just get the Dragon Balls or these power ups just seem so confusing and don't make sense. Or or why are these aliens caring, caring about what happens on this particular planet? Stuff like that, because the humor is more open, you know. It allows itself to make fun of itself. Am I making sense or am I? Do I just no, sound like you a are. Job? Yeah, you're making sense. You're making sense. <laughs> and uh, you're, we understand what you're saying. I think yeah. it's just. It's important that because we're going to get two kinds of listeners on the on this episode, we're going to get people who are at your level, Al, with the fan base, and then we're going to get people who are cinephiles that really don't connect their love of movies with with Dragon Ball, 
with any kind of Dragon Ball series. So I guess what I want to know, what would you guys say to any listener who, they, they're definitely a cinephile, but they haven't really dipped their toes into Dragon Ball at all. Is this, a good, is this movie a good way to start? Should they, do, should they start somewhere else? Uh, what's your advice on that? They, you'd have to start some, you'd have to start back to battle of the gods i think if you want to if you want a starting point with the current era of dragon ball you got to start with battle of the gods where they meet uh yeah. lord beerus the destroyer yeah. god yeah jay jay has read my mind uh, like that's a good introduction to the, the this, this era this era of dragon ball for for the non-weeb cinephile um yeah. now i'm and actually, this this is going to be probably my only real critique of the film. This film tries to accommodate to those who aren't familiar with the franchise to its own detriment. Um, there are at least three, maybe four scenes that are just pure exposition to get who's ever not seen an episode of Dragon Ball Z caught up to. But it's exposition that's not going to make a lot of sense to anybody who doesn't already know something. But well, it's also it's also you know within the style of Dragon Ball, anyways, to do that, right? Yeah, I just think for like you know we, I I think the 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 big thing is is that all they're doing, like at, at the very least, when Dragon Ball did it, you know they looked cool doing it. You know they were probably like charging up or training or something like that. And this, they're usually sitting down in a car talking while driving. And that's not as visually compelling as what they would try to do with the series, or they would just be in an office, you know, discussing their plans and discussing who these heroes are and who these villains are. And, you know, or, or where these, what are the background of these villains? And the scenes just for me went on way too long. Now, I totally admit I'm biased because I'm like, I already know this history. I, I don't need a, a repeat of what you guys are doing or, or who you guys are. But I, I know the film's trying to accommodate those who've never seen an episode, but I feel like even that viewer would be like, Hey, all they're doing is sitting down talking. I want to, I want to see the, the fights, you know, the fights that were advertised in the trailers and that my friends were hyping up. Um, I feel like if those scenes were significantly reduced, uh, the film would have flowed flowed a lot faster, and you know, I mean, I, I feel I always feel that's a good thing with these types of films that flow faster, and that the fights are really the the selling point of this film. Which, listen, once the third act hits, the fights, it's it's just one big fight, one big extended fight, and yeah, with the few with a with a with like two breaks for a moment in between. It, it reminded me of the first of the 2014 Godzilla movie, you know, where it was like there was a lot of exposition in the first two acts, and you were barely seeing what you paid to see, which is a giant lizard fuck shit up. And in this case, you're like, I want to see, I want to see the Z fighters fuck shit up to the villains. But by the time the third act hits, you're like, okay, I, I'm getting my money's worth. Thank you. I I I'm really getting my money's worth. For me personally, I was like those those exposition scenes. I felt dragged a bit too long. I, I don't know if you guys agree or disagree, but that was kind of my view of it. I actually agree with Jay on this one, where it's that seemed very familiar to me with what Dragon Ball does, which is where they have all this like massive amounts of 
uh, exposition dump, and you. Cu- I just saw it as something they do, um, but I'm not. I'm not as caught up on the world of Dragon Ball, so I don't know how often they actually still do that. But in my experience, they just. If it's been a little while, they just dump a bunch of important exposition. Like I remember seeing one episode where that episode needed you to know needed you to know some sort of fact from like eight or nine episodes ago. So they show a quick audio, like a quick clip from that episode a long time ago, just so you can know this thing that's about to happen this episode right now. So like I feel like that's something that they they do a good amount though, in my opinion. Uh, I and Jay, I don't know if you agree with me here, but to to C's earlier question about newbies to Dragon Ball watching this movie first, the big thing is is that in this one, Gohan and Piccolo are the leads, and the face of the franchise is Goku. So Battle of the Gods has Goku front and center, and lets you know the status of of everyone else who surrounds him. Like Gohan is his adult son, and he's kind of semi-retired. Vegeta is his current rival, and they're trying to see who's stronger. Piccolo, Piccolo is a good friend of Goku's, who's been fighting alongside him uh, since his brother Raditz appeared all those years ago. Uh, Bulma is kind of like their benefactor, and also married to Vegeta. All that that movie really establishes the relation, the the, the kind of the core relationships and and characters of the franchise. Whereas here, it's a it's a it's a bit of a subversion where it's like, this isn't Goku's story. This is Piccolo and Gohan's story, and I feel like if you're coming in this, never having seen an episode of the franchise, you'll come away thinking that oh, that weird detour with that Goku fella, what's that? Uh, Gohan and Piccolo are obviously the leads, and. That that's kind of you. You don't want them to get that misconception of what the franchise is. Right, right, and and the other thing that Dragon Ball does a lot is you know, like obviously Goku and Vegeta, they're the main event. Um, so so what Dragon Ball does a lot is they make up reasons for them to be inaccessible. So like you mentioned, you came in to the Frieza series where Goku was still in space. So that proceed that follows the the vegeta series or saga sorry and and so what goku's doing oh you know the others have gone to that planet to find the dragon balls and and do what they need to do and that's where they meet frieza and goku's on his way in another ship so so you know they they do all this thing where people have to fight and and they're outmatched and they're fighting on how bad this how strong the bad guy is, and then Goku shows up, and he's there to save the day kind of deal. Um, you're right about Dragon Ball Battle of the Gods, and, and the thing that works for Battle of the Gods is everyone's already together because they're having like a party or a picnic or something, um, and everyone's already there, so it's just kind of very... They just focus on on the main fight between Goku and Beerus, um, but you know here, Goku and Vegeta... They're nowhere to be seen because they're off on a distant planet and you can't get in contact with them. And, you know, like, Gohan needs to find his his true power and everything and Piccolo needs to level up. So, you know, it, it's just they, they do a lot of finding ways to get all the Z fighters separated and just on their own thing and... 
you know, they still don't have cell phones. They have to use, sometimes they use magic or just showing up at each other's houses to be like, hey, this is going on. We need your help. So, and, and that's what they did here. Yeah. Uh, something, so, but if you're like a loyal follower of the Dragon Ball franchise and you've really been liking how Super has kind of been recontextualizing a lot of interpersonal relationships between the characters from Z. Uh, what this movie does very, very well. Th- First and foremost, this movie is a love letter to that relationship, that that mentor-mentee relationship between Piccolo and Gohan. Um, you know, uh, Piccolo was Gohan's very first martial arts trainer. Um you know, he, he taught him the first moves he ever learned. You know, he taught him how to harness his Saiyan power. And, um, you know, this film is basic. The, the, the log line for this film for Dragon Ball Z fans should be like, Piccolo, Piccolo sees an opportunity for Gohan to get his ass back into, into fighting mode. And uh, stuff happens. And if you are fans of either of these two characters, which for a good moment, in, for a good big chunk of time piccolo was always at like a consistently a top five uh uh most favorite character in the franchise up until like up until like the beginning of the boo saga where he really did start falling out of focus but um but you know he he has his fans and in fact i'm remembering that when we were watching the movie there was a very, very vocal fan who was like, I want to see Piccolo. And, you know, at the end of the movie, the first thing that went through my mind is like, oh, he definitely got his uh, money's worth. He definitely got like, like the, the character, the, the character he, he wants to, you know, his favorite character essentially. Um, no, this uh, now speaking of what I do agree with that, that this was very focused on that character. I guess though it's is this the first movie to completely and I think you mentioned someone mentioned something like this earlier is this the first movie to do that where it's completely focused on somebody else? Uh no no no. Um weirdly enough uh the movies like the last batch of movies uh right before you know Dragon Ball Z ended and GT got its start um they had Goten and Trunks as the lead. Hmm. Um, Bio Broly had uh, Goten and Trunks as the lead with them turning into Gotenks, fusing into Gotenks at the end. Uh, they were they, they were kind of like for a good minute, like from the mid 90s until 2006 in Japan. They were kind of like the face of the franchise. Well, and, I remember that because everyone loved the whole that's the whole Ugenta, right? Where they fuse. Yeah. The fusion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. It's Fusion hot. Well, he's he's saying the the I, I think the original Japanese no, they, wave. But the, the but, it, so wait, hold but on, they're hold saying on. fusion. Yeah, yeah. In the English yeah. dub, they're saying fusion, but in the in the original Japanese, they say something closer to what Lexi is trying to say. So wait, no, no, no oh, hold on. Gosh. Let me be clear. There, so hold on. wait. This is an interesting moment here, because what I remember is on tsunami, I'd hear them say. Eugenta, that, uh, but what the, they were actually just saying fusion ha. something, yeah. fusion, fusion ha. Oh yeah. wow! Then, 
I guess I've been mishearing that, which wouldn't be the first thing I've the, misheard the, in my life. I, I think the Japanese sub or the, the Japanese dub has uh, has it closer to what you're trying to say, but it's not Hold exact. On. Hold but, on. I'm listening. I'm listening. But because, in, in, in any case, in any case. Um, but yeah, see, to your to your earlier question, there have been other movies where there were other leads that wasn't Goku and Vegeta. Um, but what I like about what I like about this is that you know, it's not just a shallow like, oh, day in the light of so-and-so character. There's literally mm-hmm. like an emotional through line where it's, you know, Go- Gohan and Piccolo kind of going into the swing of things of being of, of being like being being like hero. Because what I'm trying to say is that they're they're back to being like heroes, saviors of Earth, because and let's be frank, Goku and Vegeta have been overshadowing them for a good while now you know piccolo has not had a a win against a formidable opponent in what seems like years and obviously gohan is in semi-retirement since the end of the end of the boo saga um you know it it, like listen they were never my favorite characters on this series it was always vegeta and then goku but still i could see like wow they uh They've, uh, you know, they've kind of been ignored, which, you know, it has been is something that Dragon Ball as a franchise has been infamous for, where all these characters and then just a bunch of them get ignored for like the current arc characters and Goku and Vegeta. But this movie really wants to undo that and say like, no, 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 no. Like, like, for instance, everybody, everybody shits on Krillin, everybody. (laughs) But you know what? When you 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 guys forget, Krillin is the strongest human in the planet, <laughs> and this movie makes you realize like, oh yeah, Krillin, like he can actually really fuck shit up. So they still mm-hmm. tease him, but they still be like, but don't forget, he is the strongest human being on the planet. You know, he he's he, also one of the oldest characters in the whole franchise. He really is. This like, is true. People forget he's like a he's like a year older than Goku. Like, well, yeah, but but I mean, I not I don't mean like an age rise. I mean like and just like. Being around, being yeah. around, because he's he's in the original Dragon Ball, and it's just it's really just him, Goku, and Bulma running around. Yeah, no, he came in like I think in either in the second or third arc. God, um, wait till they do a movie that's focused on him. That would be funny. I would watch that. That'd that be a good. I would be a good movie. Yeah, that would be yeah. a fun movie, especially you know because you know he, again, people make fun of him because like oh he's so weak. But he's like a devoted family man. He loves his wife. He loves his daughter. And, um, you know, apparently he's chosen a new career in life. And he is uh, he, he's very proud of that. And I'm not going to say what, but I, I will say that the the jokes at his expense and him going like, yeah, well, I'm doing this now. And and I, I'm like the best at it. I'm like, good for you, Krillin. Good for you. Uh, for those that have been watching Dragon Ball Z for a long, long time. There are, there are these subtle shout outs to previous arcs. Like, again, I know I, I, I kind of critiqued the overuse of ex- exposition in this film, but the little Easter eggs that are in, in this film during those exposition scenes, during the fight scenes, during e- even in the background, even like these little jokes, all these nice little callbacks they 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 made me smile listen i know that it's so like 
obviously like a like a, a blatant member berry moment. But there was like one joke that Piccolo makes or one comment that he makes where I was like, oh, my God, I remember that. Oh, and I just I had a big, goofy smile on my face. And I know everyone else in that theater did, too, because everybody was like giggling to themselves, like knowing what was being referenced. And I know it was blatant. I know it was very manufactured to be like, oh, they're going to remember this. But fuck it. I loved it. I enjoyed it. And, I, I, and I'm glad this movie had that, you know? So on that note, I think we know how Al felt about this, felt about this movie. Um, do we want to give it our ratings? Uh, I, I, guess, um, I guess, Jay, you, you start off. What, uh, what rating would you want to give it? Um, I'm going to give it a blush. Uh, I, I, you know, with, with all three movies I've, I've, uh, you know, talked about on this podcast, I had low expectations for one reason or another. And so far I'm three for three with each one exceeding my expectations. And I'm really happy about that. Um, you know, this isn't, you know, not the best movie of the year. It's maybe not my best Dragon Ball movie. Um, I don't know yet. I'll have to revisit some old stuff. But I just, I had a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it in IMAX, especially during that last fight sequence. Um, you know, and I told you I laughed, felt the drama, got into the fights just had a really good time with this and so that's that's where i'm at with it It, if i give it out of 10 i'd give it a a solid eight all right well i'll just say that this is one of the best uh, movie going experiences i've had this year um just because you know three friends go into an imax really great audience seeing a crazy movie that's funny with a lot of action sequences that are off the wall and amazing. So I give, I say the experience I had fucked, but the movie, the movie was, the movie was flush. Now just barely flush, but it was flush without a doubt. What were any critiques of any that you had of it? Um, I think my, my critique is more my bias. And that is the, I, I enjoy Dragon Ball, but it's not something I obsess over or see every episode of. So I think through that, I think I wrote off any problems I would have had with this movie as just something that's part of the show, in a way. So because of that, I'm just not going to... I don't think it'd be fair for me to critique certain elements if I later realize, oh, but that's just part of the show, or that's just what the show does. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, for me, I've noticed the one thing a lot of Dragon Ball Z movies do is in order to get the one of the protagonists or one of the leads to do something, what they seem to do a lot is let's abduct the children. It's like, there's yeah. a lot of Dragon Ball movies that do this. And I mean, when Gohan that... was the victim of it for like the first five movies. No. Yeah. So, so it's always like, let's abduct the children. And it's like, they're always like ripped up. Uh, let me be clear. They're good parents. So they're, 
distraught and ripped apart, obviously. But that's more of a critique of the whole. It's like, they took the children. It's like, for the 17th goddamn time? What the fuck? It's like, you, it's like that's almost like the trigger to just... Like, literally, uh, if, a, if there was a uh, Super Saiyan light switch, it's abduct the kids, Super Saiyan mode activated. And I do appreciate that this movie kind of acknowledged that, where it's like, oh, if I just do this, he'll, become, he'll do that. If I abduct his children, he'll then get mad and go Super Saiyan. Like, at least they admitted that. But I think that there is a problem where it's like, guys, the only way we can, we can really give these you know, godlike beings to give a fuck about what's happening is if we always abduct their children every single time. Okay, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna chip out on this. Um it, it it's something this is this is gonna sound super nerdy and detailed. But there's something about Saiyans where the angrier they they get, the more powerful they become. So sure, you're right. They do. They, it, within Dragon Ball, it's become a trope with adopting kid, abducting kids. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but but, but at the same time, but at the same time, you know, using anger to feel the sands is is also a trope. Sure. Um, and and like Goku uses it, Vegeta uses it. And Gohan uses it as well, and and it's it's just, it's how they it's how the others get them to power up faster than than usual. Sure, but it's as much of a trope as like Disney and dead moms, so to speak. Like, oh yeah, that, yeah, you're, you're totally right. Yeah, you're, totally you're right. right. You're right. It's on that level. So that was my only thing. The difference, though, is that I will admit in this, and again, I have not seen all twenty something movies, so maybe this 21. is situ- twenty great. Even better, 21 movies. But you know what? We now have more episodes than they have movies. Who would have thought that? Episode 23. But the thing is, is at least in this, they made the child kind of in on the abduction, which was kind of funny. Like, they're like, okay, I need to abduct you now so that your dad will come save you and prove that he loves you. And the girl's like, okay. (laughs) It's like, that's, that's at least kind of funny. And also the girl, she wasn't defenseless. She was also pretty powerful as we as we saw but there um, were only there were only maybe three bad guys the 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 bad guys that were worth fighting that she would not have beaten sure no yeah yeah and that's that's what was really funny too is like the the shitty henchmen they just acknowledged yeah they're shitty that's just the way they are um so I did appreciate that, but I think I, I this movie did make me notice some of the Dragon Ball tropes, and it's just it embraced them with with tongue in cheek behavior, which was good, but it still didn't mean they weren't there. So I do give it a flush. It is barely a flush, but I, that's mainly because the experience as a whole I had with going to the theater to see it was just such a great time. So it is it is a it is a funny a funny looking flush. Okay, so. This may shock you guys, and I'm a little shocked. I'm actually going to be the lowest review here. Stop, really? Yeah, I was I, expecting you to say this fucked. No. <laughs> no. Um, uh, the, the exposition scenes were a really, really big problem for me. Uh, that being said, you know, I... <clears throat> you know, Al, it actually makes the most sense that you're the most critical about this. <laughs> was it because was it there wasn't enough Broly? 
No, no, no. Bro, do you need or, more Broly, out? B- believe it or not. We'll, we'll believe, go to the store and get you more Broly. <laughs> believe it or not, Jay, for the longest time, I hated the character of Broly. Like, I, cause, cause he was like that character that's like, when is he going to be in the main TV show? When is he going to be in the main series? And I'm like, shut the fuck up. God. Um, but anyway, uh, no, uh, I, I, I have to say that the, that the, the first two acts are so filled with exposition that it, I, I did get a little bored at times and I felt like, where, where are my Z fighters? I, I, I need my Z fighters. And then we take this detour and I'm like, okay, this is fine. This is good. And then we go back to, you know, the setup for the extended fight scene, which, which is fine. Uh, I knew what this movie was trying to do, but you know, I was like, you know, it's, it's a big screen. I wish I could see. I, I, I wish you could take advantage of all that real estate all the time, but that that's just my bias. And yeah, I, again, I, like I said before, uh, Gohan and Piccolo aren't my favorite characters. And I felt like, at least with Piccolo, the stuff they do to give him a power-up, I felt was a little too convenient. That being said, the third act, I absolutely adored. I was I was so in it. I, I loved it. I loved the callbacks. I love how this was a love letter to the relationship of Gohan and Piccolo. And, you know, I'll admit, I was not a fan of Pan. Because, you know, she was really annoying in gt but what they do with her here she was like so sweet and just so innocent and i was like my god i i just want to i just i just want to give you a big hug you're so you're you're so innocent you you remind me of goku when he was a kid and it was i was like wow they they made me change my opinion on a character that i haven't thought about in years um and then then this is this is so silly and petty they finally age up a pair of characters that have been the same age for at least 15 years. They finally aged them up. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to give this. And so they much- referenced it too. <laughs> no, oh, they, yeah. they referenced it. Like, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Almost, you know, we, they stay young for a long time and then all of a sudden they grow up. They grow up. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I, I will say that I do expect this to be, to be kind of retrofitted for the for the Dragon Ball Super series. And I'm interested to see what they expand upon cuz there's like a lot of interesting potential with the character the bad guy characters, who they are, where they come from, all that stuff and I would be really interested to see how that's oh, expanded upon. That, that reminds me speaking of the bad guys. I do admit that I thought the designs for these two the two the two villains the two androids the design was a little silly but nothing like that it ruined it for me but they just they looked a little odd and like almost as if they were designed for a different show but then got put into well, this that was very intentional they were very much based off of the the kind of that Cayman Rider uh power or super sentai superheroes in in Japan you know where they do the posing and like there's like sound effects every time they punch uh, so that was a reference to that. Uh, I, I could not <laughs> tongue uh, Taiketsu, Taiketsu. I, I can't pronounce the the genre, but it's a very specific genre of this like leotard wearing heroes that do poses and you know have 
background effects when they punch and you know which also would... fits in with with the person who created them too you know? yeah he, he seems to be a he seems to be a fan of that type of entertainment found in japan now what what can i see is his sound effects <laughs> <laughs> no, that was really funny um but yeah i'm interested to see how they expand upon that if and when this gets retrofitted for the series um that being said even though the animation to me looked a little weird in the first five minutes, I got used to it and I love the fight scenes. And uh, so, yeah, all the third act, all that stuff pushed this from kind of like a middle movie to like, this is a really, really, really fun movie for DBZ fans. Like a hair below flush, a hair, just a hair. Um, and really like, I, I feel like, this is something that maybe you don't necessarily have to watch it in IMAX uh, because it, it, I mean, it was just like upscaled for IMAX. It, it wasn't, um, it wasn't, you know, what, what's the word I'm trying to say? Shot in IMAX? Uh, it wasn't shot. It wasn't, it wasn't designed to Drawn be on in IMAX. IMAX. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Made yeah. for IMAX. Made for IMAX. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it wasn't made for IMAX. They just re-upscaled it when the opportunity arose for them to do that. Uh, so you don't necessarily have to see it in IMAX, but you definitely need to see this in theaters. You oh, yeah. You definitely do that. Those fight scenes demand to be seen in theaters. So this is an amazing movie for DVZ fans. Oh, and one last thing. I am not going to say what it is. Do not leave the theater until oh, yeah. the credits uh, are over. One of the best post-credit scenes of the year. It's yeah. There, there's half of the fan base have been waiting for this for so long. So do mm. not leave the theaters. Do not leave the theaters. But so yeah, uh, just a hair below flush. A great DVZ movie for DVZ fans. And actually, I'll give an amendment. It's a flush movie for those that are Piccolo and Gohan fans. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't happen to be one. So, so it's a green flush. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. That's really damn. See, that's really good. That's really I good. know. Um, but yeah, so that's been our review for uh, Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Oh my god, that that title is rough. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a piece of work. It's a piece mm. of work, but you know, I mean, remember? Well, actually, it's a literal translation from the Japanese. So no, even, I know. And even yeah. to them, it would sound weird. Uh, it's like, and I, listen, I am. I'm not trying to be offensive, but it's Dragon Boru Super Superhero. I think it's very important that you said you weren't trying to be offensive for saying that. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, this has go been. Go see this you, movie, guys. Well, go see it. Thank you for interrupting me. Yes, uh, you're welcome. Uh, this has been. What do you think? Go I'm see out. this movie, guys. It's really uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to be left out. Okay, it's my <laughs> podcast and. I don't want to be left out. The know. judge said, the judge said, every third episode you get the three pennies in profit. Judge Judy doesn't count. Judge Judy's not a real judge. You know that, right? The, she's the people's ju- court. Whatever she says. <laughs> That's a All different right. show. Right. That's a totally different show. All right. Fine. The, the, wow, you get... dude. You, com- you, you crossed your streams. Wow. Wow. I, I don't even watch daytime television, and even I knew that those are two totally different shows. What Man. do they call Judge Judy? It's just Judge Judy. Fine. 
All right. All right. This has been What so Do You Think? So this has been What Do You Think with Al and Jay and our special guest, C. Oh. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Oh. I'll take it. You're not – Jay, are you going to buy a new microphone for this? Because that's tuned. commitment. Stay tuned for our next podcast where we rate each and every single courtroom daytime show. And introducing my next podcast, What Do You Know? with C only by himself. That's just That's sounds a short podcast, sad. isn't it? That just it's, sounds so oh. sad. Well, uh, okay. All right, everybody. Have a great, great night. And uh, go see this movie. Good night, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>